And thanks to the MoneyWeb team as well. They're back tomorrow at 6. I'm Brad Brown. Coming up in tonight's show, we'll chat to the CEO of Cricket South Africa, Rune Lorgat, about the new sponsorship deal that was signed today. We'll also look at this past weekend, Super Rugby, and really just dig into what's going on in Super Rugby, and more importantly, what's going on in South African Rugby with uh, Johan Ferreira. And we'll also uh, chat to Europa League football tonight with uh, former Bafana Bafana star, Sean Bartley. But let's start with football and this coming weekend, the last weekend of Absa Premiership fixtures, Ajax Cape Town going to be without Sive Langwe when they take on Bidvest Vitz on Saturday. The 22-year-old attacking midfielder is on loan to the Urban Warriors, and his loan agreement precludes him from playing against his parent club. Meanwhile, striker Prince Mumalo has declared himself ready to fight for the Golden Boot on Saturday, although coach Roger Desar says it's not what they're focusing on this week. When, when he first became a contender for top goal scorer. I had, I had a chat with him a couple of times and, and one of the things I advised him was I said, if you're going to chase the goal, it's never come. You know, you've got to chase a win by the team. And then if it comes, it comes. You know, that, that's the way it's got to be. You know, there is no other way. Um, you, can't, you can't play and trying to, you know, get Prince to score. That's, that's not going to happen. Romalo has 13 league goals this season, one less than Pumalanga Black Aces as Collins Mbasuma, and so who tops the scoring charts. The Saar says the award is in the back of their mind, but it won't change the way they approach the match. The games that he's played, just his normal game, and focused on the team, he's obviously scored more goals. So that's the way it's got to be. There's no other way. Obviously, we'll prepare normal. You know, we'll do all our normal preparation as normal, and then. You know, if, if we do get a penalty or something like that, obviously we'd, we'd give him the opportunity, but there's nothing else more than that. Meanwhile, Kaiser Chiefs may be without their captain, Sipua Tavalala, for their last match against Chipper United. He's picked up a knee injury. Coach Steve Compel is hoping that he does recover in time for the match. In European football news, UEFA will elect a new president on the 14th of September, that following the resignation of Michel Platini earlier this month. I mentioned that Cricket South Africa announced that they've picked up a new sponsor, Standard Bank, the new headline sponsor of all Proteus teams across all three formats for the next four years. In the IPL today, there is a match taking place. It is match day 50 today. Royal Challengers Bangalore up against the Kings Eleven Punjab. Play eventually getting underway due to rain. RCB currently 17 without loss. In rugby news, Bulls coach Nolis Merez made four changes to his starting 15 for the clash against the Stormers. Pitt von Sale, Travis Ishmael, Francois Brimmer and Arnu Buerta all back in the starting lineup. Lions winger Ruan Kombrunk has extended his contract with the Lions. He'll be there for another two years until the end of 2018. In golf news, the Dubai duty-free Irish Open gets underway tomorrow. Danny Willett back in European Tour action for the first time since claiming his maiden Masters title. Willett says it's important to keep grounded. People's expectations are obviously a lot bigger. Your own expectations, you know, you try to make them not not kind of take over. Um, you know, just keep trying to do your things, you know, um, day-to-day, tick off your box of, of what you can do yourself and hopefully you can play well. Um, like I say, last week was, was a little bit busier than I was expecting, so I think that took a lot of energy out of us. In athletics news, Justin Gatlin's claimed victory in the 100 metres in 9.94 seconds ahead of Mike Rogers at the IAAF World Challenge meeting that's taking place in Beijing, China. And finally in cycling, Tom Dumoulin, who wore the race leader's pink jersey over the first week of the Giro d'Italia, was forced to pull out of today's stage and the race due to illness. Diego Ulisi from Lamprey Merida won the day's stage. Bob Jungles finished third. That means he keeps the pink jersey. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat to Haroon Logat.
SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, the big news today uh, announced by Cricket South Africa. They've got uh, a brand new sponsor, a headline sponsor across all three formats of the game. The test, uh, the test sides, the 50 overs, one day international side and uh, the T20 side as well. Standard Bank coming on board for four years. Uh, great news for South African cricket. We're joined now by the, C- uh, the CEO of Cricket South Africa, Arun Logan. Arun, welcome onto the show this evening. Thanks for your time uh, as CEO of the organization. You must be must be pretty chuffed with this deal. Well, over the moon, Brad. Uh, fantastic news. Uh, you know, it's our 25th year, and for Standard Bank to come back and be involved in such a big way with cricket is a fabulous endorsement for all of us. You mentioned their return. It's not their first foray into into uh, sort of South African cricketing circles. Why why are they back? They certainly looked for something that they could associate themselves with, a property uh, that would help them uh, to get their brand across uh, the continent, if not the world. Um, I'm not sure of the details as to why they left before. To be frank, I wasn't uh, interested in that. What I was interested in convincing them uh, that by partnering with Ticket uh, South Africa, uh, they would have a fruitful uh, future uh, in terms of return for the investment, uh, and I managed to do that, and here we are, uh, blessed with a fabulous partner. Rune, how important is it to have a, a, a sponsorship like this? And, and the reason I ask that question is if, if you look at, I mean, you obviously don't know the details, I don't know the details of what's happening in South African rugby. They're struggling for sponsorship in today's economic times. It is not easy uh, to get the buy-in particularly, and, and I'm not sure the value of this contract, but I'm sure it's not uh, it's not a small amount of money. How important is it to have a, a sponsorship for a national property like the Proteas or, or the Springboks as a, as a sporting federation? Well, sponsorship in general, and not just for the Proteas property, but sponsorship in general is crucial uh, to the functioning and to the well-being of any sporting federation. You simply uh, cannot make things work. And, you know, in our particular instances in South Africa, you've got serious demands on uh, even transformation for that matter, and all of that needs resourcing, particularly money, in which to get it, uh, it together. You, you won't be able to deliver. You won't be able to make the wheel turn. Uh, it is so fundamental, I cannot express it to you in words. You mentioned transformation. Obviously, there's been lots of talk around that uh, with, with various sporting codes, Cricket South Africa being one of them uh, recently. Th- that conversation must have come up with Standard Bank as, as a sponsor and, and discussing what our sports minister uh, is implementing with regards to, to sort of hosting international tournaments and the implications for a sporting code like cricket. What, what's the, the verdict and, and are there sort of fixed outcomes that Standard Bank want to achieve uh, with regards to transformation as a business? I'm sure they've got goals that they'd like to achieve within their business and surely their sponsor properties need to align with that as well. Uh, That is very true and in fact uh, being a national imperative and something uh, that Cricket South Africa embraced a long time back, you might remember in September 2013 the transformation in Daba that we hosted, uh, all of the resolutions that we came away from that in Daba we've been implementing Um, so it's, it's a key and a strategic imperative for every and any business in South Africa uh, we were fortunate in that we were able to convince Standard Bank uh, about our initiatives, our goals, our strategic plans around transformation, and uh, it must uh, have aligned with theirs as well. Uh, we're certainly in alignment with, with what the minister is asking for as well. 
Uh, so it's something which is close to our heart. It's something which we want to drive. Uh, it's some goals that we want to achieve. And all of that goes uh, as part of the package to to uh, involve a sponsor in your business. Ruin, does this simplify things within Cricket South Africa's structures, having one sponsor across all three of the, 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 the sort of formats of the game as opposed to having different for the different formats? It must make your life a, a lot easier just dealing with, with one major sponsor as opposed to three. It certainly does, and it was a goal we set ourselves a couple of years back, uh, that we wanted one sponsor across all three formats uh, for the pro for the produce. You can imagine... Even confusion amongst the fans um, uh, is gone. It's a single brand that we associate with. Uh, the players are far more comfortable. They put on the same name every time they go and play. Uh, so it's something which we wanted and uh, very, very pleased that we managed to achieve it. I mean, these, the, the branding side of it too, uh, and, and no disrespect to the, to the previous sponsors, but I was sitting here thinking as you're answering that, I mean, yes, I know who the brands were, but I had to think quite hard about who the brands were that were sponsoring the, uh, the, the teams before this. But I think back to, to another one of your sponsorship properties involved with Cricket South Africa, and that's with your, your mini cricket initiative. Obviously, KFC is involved now, but over the years, it, uh, I mean, I grew up playing Baker's mini cricket, and a lot of people still associate Baker's with mini cricket, although KFC is the sponsor. How important is it to have long-term relationships with when it comes to sponsorship. Four-year deal, it's nice, but I'm sure you would like more. Um, another important point, and something which we pride ourselves on, uh, is to keep the relationships for a long, long time. Um, SAB, as you know, is with us for over 20 years. KFC is now with us for 10 or more years. We've extended another 10-year deal with them. Um, and certainly, um, and funny enough, just today, I, I in jest said at the launch that um, as soon as the first year is over, we want to talk about extending the deal because it's something which I value. Um, I think avoiding changes, um, uh, you know, just lessens the amount of confusion amongst your fans. Uh, so it's something which I will pursue. Excellent stuff. Uh, CEO of Cricket South Africa, Rune Lorgat, thank you so much for your time this evening. Congratulations on the deal. I think it's uh, great news for South African Cricket, uh, a brand like Standard Bank, a, a strong brand here in South Africa, and uh, hopefully that relationship can grow from strength to strength and we can do some great things in South African Cricket. Thank you, Brad. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Well, midweek, uh, Wednesday, and uh, time to chat some super rugby. And so we're going to look uh, back at last weekend and look slightly ahead to this coming weekend as well. But it was a, an interesting weekend. And, and I, I use the word interesting. I should probably use the word strange for the South African teams that were involved this weekend. We're joined uh, by sports journal Johan Ferreira. Johan, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap uh, this evening. Let's just talk the South African sides. Obviously, there was a lot of rugby, but uh, the Bulls getting absolutely hammered against the Waratahs. We, we probably picked that going into the weekend. The Waratahs are a great side, difficult to beat at home, but the Bulls were, were poor. I think you are right in saying that, but I think the Bulls were worse than, than the Waratahs. The Waratahs are not a good side, let's be honest. They haven't fired at all this year, and I think the scoreboard flattered them slightly. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think the Bulls were pretty poor you would expect a lot more from them and it's time to to really turn it turn it on this weekend because it's north south derby time in Pretoria. So if ever there was a weekend to up your game, it must surely be this weekend. So time to forget about what has gone wrong in Australia and um, try and uh, focus on a lot of positives, especially this player personnel is getting getting boosted by the day and uh, I have to say I'm maybe off the off the subject just slightly but 
how's this for Jock Pulkheater mm-hmm. going from Sharks to Bulls in a week without having played for the Sharks? He's, <laughs> he's tripped back from, from the Waratahs, goes to Durban, never happens, and from Durban to Pretoria. So suddenly a, a couple of extra faces to, to choose from. Not this week. Uh, Jock is still out with an injury. But um, the Bulls, yeah, I, I still expect a lot more from them, and I think they need to... They need to be on top of their game when the Stormers arrive. Yeah, in, in saying that, I mean, the Stormers have been pretty good this season, although this past weekend, again, they geez, they were lucky to get that draw. You won 17 all against the Sunwolves in, in Singapore. I mean, if you had told me that was what the result was going to be and how close it was in the end to the Stormers losing, I would have told you you've gone mad. Definitely. I, I still can't believe it. Vincent Poch uh, probably deserves the key of Cape Town, and uh, he should never buy a drink again, <laughs> especially this year. But uh, that was poor. That was really poor. Uh, we expect a lot more from, from a team defensively who are, are very sound, and they just they've offered nothing on attack. They looked out of ideas. They didn't have that go-forward ball. Robert Depria certainly is the name that's missing here. And, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of, of key individuals not featuring at the moment, but Bobby Fleck must have been a worried man and pretty shell-shocked, I would think, after those, that 80-minute performance. Because if this is what the Stormers are going to dish up, if they do qualify, that will be their last game in the competition. I can't see that they will go any further than um, maybe one qualifying game, purely because they will finish at the top of the log in their conference. And that is why this weekend's game is so much more important, because it does give you that breathing space with uh, regards to log position. But uh, yeah, again, another team that will, that despite results, results aside, they need to improve and improve in a, a lot of areas to challenge for a Super Rugby title in 2016. Yeah, let's hope both the Bulls and the Stormers uh, lift things uh, a few notches for this weekend because those North-South derbies are, are normally quite good. And if they both play like they played this last weekend, I don't even know if I want to watch the game. There's been lots of talk, Johan, around the, this expanded format and, and it's almost watered things down uh, and, and the teams, the, the quality of rugby is not what it should be. The local derby between the Cheetahs and the Kings this weekend was probably a prime example and, and, and could be used... Uh, as, as a case in point, I mean, you look at the standard of rugby that was played in that game, and it, it just does not fill me with confidence. No, it doesn't. And I'm sorry to be the guy to draw the comparison, but but someone must do it. And a derby in New Zealand is just so much different to a derby in South Africa. And again, taking the, the Cheetahs and the Kings as an example, yeah, people can say, look at their lock position, and they've both struggled this year. Yes, that's true. But it's It's boring. I have to use the word boring. There's there's very little that you get excited about. It's not like you want to say, oh, let me pencil in when these two teams are playing again because I really have to watch it. The Cheetahs have a bye. Sergio Peterson is injured for the next 10 days. And next up for the Cheetahs is a match against the Stormers away from home. So it's, um, it's quite a bit happening. But again, two teams that have not impressed me at all. The Kings have had their moments. We've spoken about it on your show especially first-half performances, but uh, falling away and falling away pretty badly. And I think that uh, they're going to have more tough times ahead of them um, in, in Sharks country this weekend. Yeah, and, and the more rugby we see like that, I just don't think it's good for the competition. And, and you need to ask, do teams like that? And as much as I, I love the Cheetahs, I think uh, a lot of South Africans do. They're almost every, every South African second team. Uh, I just don't think they're adding any value to the competition at the moment. But you talk about getting excited. Uh, the Lions coming off a bye, prior to that, coming off a, a heavy loss. Gee, did they look like the business on Saturday night in appalling conditions at Emirates Airline Park. I, I mean, they, they just blew the blues out of the water in the first 15 minutes. Oh, 
thank heavens for the Lions, because otherwise it would be pretty uh, doom and gloom and, and pretty depressing to watch South African teams play Super Rugby. I want to just start off by saying Elton Yankee's tenure had a superb season, and he's one of the reasons that the Lions are playing the type of rugby that we are watching. He takes the ball forward, he gets them over the advantage line. I love these short passes. It happens quite a number of times that he puts the player into the gap. He's got His vision is back. He's, it, he looks like the, the Yankees of old, and I think there's one of the reasons that they are going forward. A, another guy is the captain, Warren Whiteley. You certainly have to put a big circle around him. And again, question now, one of these guys were not considered to be good enough for a World Cup squad last year. But let's move forward and let's forget the past. Ruan Kombring today signing on the dotted line. He's extended his stay in Johannesburg by another two years. Now that says to you that things are in place and uh, it's exciting to be a part of the Lions brand. The players want to be there. And if players start signing on the dotted line and saying that I want to commit my future to the Lions, you must know that something is happening and, and, and happening in the right way for them to commit their, their long-term futures there. They're playing great rugby. Who would have thought 43 points in those conditions? You would have never believed it because I'm telling you now, any other South African team, you would have been lucky to see 20 points. But they are just playing an exciting brand of rugby against a team that are also known for an exciting mm-hmm. style of rugby, but the Lions just completely overpowered them in all phases, and they've just got the self-belief, and I'm glad to pay back because they were poor against the Arikans. Yep. And then that buy came at the right time, and they are back. And they are probably, in my opinion, they are going to be the strongest contender from a South African point of view to win a Super Rugby title as it stands right now. And then just briefly, Johan, you, you, the Sharks were away from home as well. They played in South America. They, they came back with a win, but again, not a, not a convincing performance from a team who's, who's been pretty good this season. I want to go to a different... Um, I just want to go with a, with, a, with a different line with you today on the Sharks game. Yes, they won in a win is a win, especially away from home against the star-studded Argentine lineup. Let's also acknowledge that. Let's give them credit where credit is due. Augustine Creevy, the announcer senatori, both guilty of foul play. They're going to miss some action. Creevy out for a week. Senatori out for 10 weeks for biting. That in itself is just disgraceful. Um, he should really have stopped more than a 10-week ban because it's the second time he's been found guilty of, of biting. But what, what concerns me more is the referees. We haven't chatted much about that on your show, but I want you to not single out uh, just something that concerns me. Mario Sanadisbogen, who took charge of that game, refers a try upstairs. Let's take the commentators away because a commentator is a commentator. But what worries me is that two qualified referees can watch the same replay and then come up with one says try, the other one says no try. Now that, is a problem. And I think that summarizes that moment. If you just go just before that, you would also remember that the assistant referee had his flag out for foul play. The foul play was nothing more than a push and a shove. So, first problem, you have a, a, a touch judge or assistant referee that's trigger happy, that wants to put his flag out, he thinks he's seen something that didn't exist. There's a problem. Marius refers the try up, which he has all right to do because it, it happened pretty quickly. The television referee says, definitely no try. Marius looks at the same replay and says, no, no, I'm sorry, I disagree with you. It's a try. That sequence of events was ridiculous. And that is, unfortunately, a good summary of why we are where we are with regards to referees and the, the countless number of debates that are happening week in and week out, the inconsistencies happening week in and week out, and it's just not adding to the spectacle that we should be watching on television. And I think it's just driving more and more people away. 
Yep, Johan Ferrer, we'll leave it at that. Uh, thanks for your input here this evening on SAFM Sport Chat. Much appreciated. We look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you. Every day, over 260 mothers and babies die in South Africa due to health challenges. If you have extra baby blankets, toys, nappies, personal care products, and clothing for newborns, please donate into the Baby 1000 Days donation boxes at SABC Buildings Nationwide. Call 011-706-4086 to find your nearest donation box. Share your joy this month with a less fortunate mother and baby. An initiative proudly supported by the SABC Foundation. The month of May is National Energy Month. The Department of Energy encourages you to join it in its campaign to save energy and learn more about energy efficiency. It calls upon the building sector and businesses to adopt at least one energy saving measure during this month and to encourage employees to save energy. Visit www.energy.gov.za for more information and for a list of tips to help you save energy. Save energy. It's in your hands. Welcome to this one-minute break in your day. Breathe deeply as the tension melts away. Become aware of the rhythmic rise and fall of your chest. And relax. Let the stress of standing in a queue leave your body and mind forever. The coughing woman with a crying baby at the front of the queue floats away on a cloud never to return. The specks of dandruff on the man's shoulders in front of you turns into snowflakes as you find yourself drinking hot chocolate in a log cabin in Switzerland. Let the thought of never queuing to pay your TV license free your mind and your schedule forever. Get your Zen back by paying your TV license online, anywhere, anytime. That's how we make a difference. And exhale. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and some fascinating football to look forward to this evening in Europe. It is the Europa League final taking place in Basel. And it is Liverpool up against Sevilla. Should be a, a great match of football. We join now by Sean Bartlett. Sean, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap. A great opportunity for the Reds to pick up some European silverware. Yeah, hi, good evening. Uh, once again, a privilege. Um, yeah, I think obviously uh, since Jurgen Klopp has come in, um, there's been a new energy around the club. Uh, not just with the performances, but obviously the expectations of getting some silverware. And like you said. You know, playing Sevilla, I think it's a great uh, chance for them to go and grab something this year. But we also know that uh, this is a competition that Sevilla have always almost made their own in some way, uh, trying to win it for a third time in a row. Yeah, I mean, they are going to be tough to beat, no doubt. They, they're also no strangers, as you say to this. But Liverpool, it's, it's been a long time, but they've won UEFA Cups three times as well. So uh, with yeah. their manager, as you say, Jurgen Klopp, he's no stranger to, to being in, in these sort of positions. Uh, they must be quietly confident about tonight. I would say quietly confident in the sense where they're definitely going to this game as underdogs, um, just not very synonymous with the Liverpool uh, club or, or team. Uh, but I think that's a tag that will take any day. And I think uh, it's also, like you said, uh, Jürgen Klopp is a guy that, when it comes to the European stage, he's one of those managers that's, uh, is quite clever uh, and is very, you know, uh, clued up as far as uh, the opposition are concerned. And I think it's just uh, about utilizing uh, the best that he has available. And I think everybody's waiting to see which 11 players he's going to put out tonight. 
Let's talk about Sevilla and the, the, the danger that they pose. You, you've mentioned third straight uh, opportunity to, to win this thing. They, they, they're a class mm. outfit. They're not going to be a walkover this evening. Where, where are they most dangerous? I think without a doubt it's, uh, it's got to be their attack. You know, you look at Demeo, I think he's one of the top guys as far as scoring goals are concerned. I think he's scored 27 goals this season for them. Uh, and he's going to be the key man for them tonight uh, as far as uh, maybe winning the trophy for the third time. So I think, uh, and then on the other hand, you've got to look at Liverpool that's probably not been the best as, the, as far as defending are concerned. And I think that will be the challenge for them tonight is how they're going to sort of uh, nullify Gamera and also keep the severe from not scoring against them tonight. Sean, do the teams approach this final differently to, to the way they perhaps approached the, the other knockout games? Obviously, the others were, were home and away. This is a, a one-off. It's 90 mm. minutes. It could be a bit more in a, in a penalty shootout. But do, do they go out and, and just throw everything at the opposition, or, or do you sit back and, and wait to see what the opposition's got for you? I think you've got to be uh, cautious in, in the sense where you can't just go out guns blazing. You've got to obviously see... Uh, the opposition and what they intend doing from the beginning. And like you said, you know, sometimes these type of games won't get uh, done in, in 90 minutes. So you've got to make sure, obviously, that uh, you can go as long as possible, maybe, at not conceding uh, and, and hope to, to create a few opportunities um, uh, to get one or two goals. Would, would the teams, I mean, you talk about not finishing this thing in regulation time. It, it could go down to a penalty shootout. And I'm looking at the team's sort of penalty uh, form. Liverpool, the record in, in four UA for penalty shootouts, they've won three, lost one. Sevilla uh, have uh, won, uh, won one, lost one at home. Two, They've won two uh, away from home and two at neutral mm-hmm. venues. Would, would the teams have spent much time preparing themselves possibly for a shootout this evening? I think you've got to prepare for every every scenario possible, um, and I think penalties have definitely been uh, one of those uh, things on the list as far as the preparation is concerned, and not just the, as far as the own team, but even the opposition. Um, they would have analysed opposition probably the last five to ten penalties taken and see which is the preferred side and which players actually take them. So uh, I think the managers nowadays do a lot of uh, you know a lot of analysis into opposition as to how to, to exploit certain weaknesses and also what are their strengths and how they can stop them from obviously getting into your 18-yard area. It is a neutral venue tonight as well in, in Basel. Uh, playing playing the, Liverpool, funnily enough, have played there twice before. They've never won there. Would, would that come into the equation tonight? Well, hopefully not. Uh, obviously, it can be a psychological factor as far as uh, the fact that they haven't won there before. Uh, but this is a totally, obviously, different team, different manager. And hopefully uh, those type of things won't come into play. And I'm expecting Liverpool, obviously, to put up a bit of a fight, um, knowing that everybody um, are expecting Sevilla to go out and sort of uh, just run over Liverpool. Which way do you see it going, Sean? I mean, Liverpool, it's been a long time since they've won uh, a big title and a big cup. Uh, they'll, I think they'll be desperate to, to win it. I, obviously, we, we follow, I think, uh, a lot of English football more than other European leagues. I've got a soft spot for them. Which way do you see it going? Yeah, I think uh, my, my one problem with Liverpool this season has been the inconsistency um, in all competitions, for that matter. And I think uh, it's going to be maybe a, a bridge too far for, for, for them as far as uh, winning the silverware is concerned. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to go for a 3-1 to be here tonight uh, to win it for a third time in a row. Impressive. Uh, Sean, before I let you go, you uh, with Amatax, obviously head coach there. Mm. You guys are in a, a serious battle at the moment, heading into the final weekend of, of uh, after Premiership fixtures. How, how are you feeling ahead of, of this weekend? 
Well, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Um, the energy has been great in training. Um, players know exactly as to what's needed for this particular weekend. It's probably the one time where we can really say everything is in our hands. We just need to win, and that will pretty much guarantee a player spot, irrespective of what happened anywhere else in, in the Premiership. Uh, and I think uh, so far the players have shown that they're up for it. Um, the fighting spirit is there, quietly confident. Uh, it's just a matter of on the day that we apply what we've learned in training over the past 10 days. Sean, does it, does it sort of warm your heart knowing that it's the last weekend, this is what it comes down to, if you look at other leagues, uh, relegation spots have been decided mm. a, a while ago, particularly in England, and uh, it, it just shows that there is some fight left in the team, that it is down to the last weekend, the last 90 minutes, and as you say, it's, it's up to them uh, if they're going to get into to the, playoff, uh, the playoffs. And that's what I said to the players. Uh, obviously, it was disappointing after the Paul Aquana game, only getting a point out of it, but that point itself gave us a chance to fight for another day, and I think that's the, obviously the positive that we have to take out of the last few games. The performances haven't always been great, uh, but the, the fact that we tended around the last game, performance were better, scored a couple of goals, and I think we can take uh, those little elements into the last game. Our golden arrows will be a tough opponent. They're also playing for a top eight spot. Um, but yeah, you know, it's very ironic. Playing the team that I got promoted to the PSL is the last game that I need to keep my club, the current club, in the PSL. I didn't, I didn't want to say it, but uh, would, would there be some revenge uh, on on the on the no. cards this weekend? <laughs> no, there's no there's no such thing as revenge. Uh, I've moved on. Um, I did my job as to what was required as far as the mandate and getting the club where it is, where it is now. Um, I just need to make sure that I focus and concentrate on what I have to do now with my club and and the way forward. Well, Sean, best of luck for your clash with Amatax this weekend. Enjoy the footy tonight. It, uh, it'll be a bit of a, a mind off, I'm sure, of what's going on domestically. And we look forward to catching mm. up again soon. Best of luck. Sure, no problem. Thanks a lot. SAFM Wrap. And that's it for SAFM Wrap tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, more sport tomorrow morning on AM Live. I'll be back tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. Have yourself a great evening coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock. It is the talk shop from myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Tetty. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll chat tomorrow. Cheers.